Hello everybody, this is Daniel Wynn, the Cashflow Capitalist. I want to welcome you to my podcast today. We're going to learn, and I'm going to share with you, my secrets about private lending. And I call this program the Private Lender's Edge. And in this webinar, in this podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can earn up to 8 to 12% interest lending money to real estate investors in your neighborhood or nationwide. These are secured investments with valuable real estate, and you can earn these yields without picking up a hammer or doing any work. So let's get started. This is a great time to be a private lender. If you have any money in the bank or your retirement accounts, you know over the last five years, banks have paid very little to nothing as a return on your investment, usually less than a half a percent. But I'm going to share with you how you could take advantage of what banks do, and that is to take the money and lend it out. Who is this? Who is this information for? It's for passive investors, people that like investing in mortgage and trustees, family offices, and individuals, investors seeking yield with security and diversification. This webinar is for people who want to put their capital to work to learn the private lending edge and create high yields for the money they lend out. Also for people who want to re also for people who want to create reoccurring monthly cash flow for themselves and their family simply by funding real estate investor deals without lifting a finger. We're going to share with investors how to be great private lenders without worrying about having to take back property through foreclosure or collection hassles. Let me give you an overview of how private lending works. We will teach you how to find deals, loan requests in your area, how to underwrite these loan requests, how to lend to real estate investors who buy properties to remodel, rent, or other business purposes. When you find them and you approve those transactions, you'll have the ability to charge them 8 to 12% to borrow your money. It is really that simple. Think of it like you would with a bank certificate of deposit, but much better. Who are private lenders? Private lenders are individuals or company who lend out their money from their investment capital or retirement accounts. This is not a pool of funds that you would pull together with other investors. You are not a partner in a transaction. You will own this mortgage and note 100% on your own, or if you decide to bring in a friend or relative, you could split it up that way. But you're not ever going to be asked to not have 100% control or ownership of the mortgage and note. Let me give you a little bit of background about myself. I've been in a private lending business for over 30 years. I funded over $400 million in mortgages and counting. I've been helping private investors like you earn over 10% interest annually over the last 12 years. I'm also a distressed property acquisition specialist, that's a mouthful, who has bought and sold over 100 properties in the last seven years. I'm also a father and husband who loves to travel and live a healthy lifestyle with my family and so much more. So you might be asking yourself, 
But Dan, I'm, I'm a little bit interested in private lending, but why work with Dan? Like I said earlier, I have over 30 years experience in lending. I have experience in choosing what properties and borrowers I want to work with, and I can guide you through that process of how I've learned the hard way. I can show you solutions that we have worked out to everyday problems that you aren't used to yet or don't know about as a new private lender. I have experience in time-tested closing documents that are in favor of our private lenders and that have been we spent a lot of money with our attorneys over the years, and we have different attorneys, and we have now got the best set of loan docs ever. I'll also share with you how you protect your property with property insurance and title insurance. So who's going to borrow from you? Your borrowers are going to be investors. You're not going to be dealing with consumers on their homes. You're going to be dealing with real estate investors, typically residentials, which I which is what I think you should start with. That's my recommendation. Start with residential before you think about commercial and lend to people that are flipping single-family homes, two flats, condos, things like that. Once you get a little bit of experience, yes, you could lend to commercial properties if you're comfortable with that asset class. Many of our borrowers are private individuals or small LLCs, realtors that like to flip properties, and home improvement contractors. What are the best targeted loans that you should be thinking about funding? As I said, residential one to four units is where you should start. Investor loans only. The property should have a minimum after repair value of 100,000. You should not lend more than 65% loan to value and do not lend in rural or blighted areas. How we process loan requests. Let me go over how a typical loan request comes into my office on a daily basis. A borrower applies for a loan. They either fill out a form online or they call in. And when they do that, we begin to underwrite the request. And what does underwriting the request look like? First thing I do is I jump online and I want to see a picture of the property on Google and drive around the block or drive and do a 360 around the house. I want to see what the properties look like and I want to get the comps. Now you could use Zillow to run your comps or other online real estate services. And then there's some ones that we use because we're in the industry that comes with our different softwares that we own. And we can talk about that on another time. But Zillow will be a great starting place to give you an idea what the comps comparable prices are for properties like the one the customer is applying for. Once we do that, we, and we like the property, we'll move forward and we'll underwrite the file. We'll review the person's credit, experience, and look at the loan request in summary and see if this thing makes sense. This transaction makes sense or not. Like there's a lot of deals that come in, they just don't make any sense. They don't have the right amount of down payment or investment in the property. They don't have the right experience or the properties in the wrong, set, wrong side of town or the wrong side of the tracks. But let's say that we like this deal and we want to move forward. So we like the deal and we issue a conditional loan approval. On that loan approval, it says that we need to get an interior property inspection so we can see what the inside looks like. And we get pictures of the inside and outside. We need to get a title policy, a title insurance policy that would allow us to be in the first mortgage position. And we need to have property insurance to properly insure the transaction for the 12-month term of the loan that we issue. 
Once we issued a loan approval and these conditions come back, we're now, and everything checks out the way that we thought it would, then we would be prepared to do a loan closing. And this is, you know, this is what we're doing all this work for, to get to the loan closings. At the loan closing, we would prepare our legal documents, send them to the title company. Us or our private lender will wire the funds directly to the title company and the loan will close. We ask the title company to send us back the documents for review. Once we review the documents, we give it a clear to fund and then the money is, the transaction is funded and then the deal closes. The deal, all the original documents will eventually end up back with the private lender, whoever is the lender of record, and then our company will help you set up the loan servicing if you'd like. Does any of the money, where does the money get sent might be one of the questions you're asking, like the funds that you're going to wire. You're always going to wire the funds directly to the title company. A private lender, we don't recommend a private lender ever sends the money directly to a real estate investor or broker. In addition, we recommend you use a third-party loan servicer to handle the monthly payments so when the customer makes the payments, they will do an ACH directly into your account and then they will do the year-end accounting and you will have online access to your loans that you fund with these third-party services. Another question I often get asked is, Dan, can I use my self-directed IRA or retirement account? And the answer is yes. This is a great vehicle. If you got any money sitting in a self-directed retirement account where you could put that money to use and get high yields. I've been doing this for years and I'm telling you, this is a great way to go. We can recommend custodians. If you don't have a self-directed IRA and you're considering switching over to them, just shoot me an email or text and I'll give you the name of two companies that we've used in the past that we would recommend to you if you need a recommendation. So how do we secure your money? Every loan closing, the two main documents that you need to have perfect are the mortgage and the note. The mortgage is what gets recorded in the county that tells the world that you are the lender of record. And this is the recorded document that does that. And the note is the borrower's promise to pay. And this is where you lay out the terms, the interest rate, if there's a default rate, um, what happens if they don't pay. Besides those two primary documents, the next documents that we recommend that you use to secure your investment is a property insurance policy with you named as the lender of record, and that's a proper amount to cover the property. Um, title insurance policy, saying that you're in a first mortgage position. And then a third, we recommend that you find a good servicing company like the one that we recommend to you. And if you like them, use them. And then you'll have a third-party loan servicing agreement every time you close a new loan. So the company that we recommend is, FTI, is FCI Lender Services at myfci.com. Go check, out, check them out online. If you have any questions, just let me know. But they're a good company that a lot of people I know have been using them for years, and we've been using them for over 10 years. Okay, so once you get set up with FCI, I mean, you will start receiving email money. I've been with FCI for over 10 years, so I get emails almost daily from them 
because depending on when the loan closes, different payment days come in, people make their payments on different days. Let's just say I get emails from FCA on a weekly basis. And depending on which account funded it, they notify me that, hey, Dan, a notification of electronic deposit, your account, we just deposited $510.42. And if I wanted to go online, I could log in and I could see the whole history of that account or all of my accounts. So some of you might be wondering, okay, Dan, this all sounds good, but what happened if the borrower doesn't pay? Well, obviously you're in the lending business and the goal is to have good paying borrowers and the majority of people will pay on time. But these private invest, these private real estate investors could end up having some slow pays. I mean, over my history of 10 years, if you're in the lending business and doing it for a profit and doing it part or full time and you have, you know, you're doing more than one deal a year, the odds are if you're doing 5, 10, 15 deals a year, you're going to get some people that are slow payers. And the way that we try to work with people is to always have great communication because if they do run into a situation, maybe they, they, they fell short on the amount of money they needed to rehab, maybe we can do a loan modification. Maybe they're having trouble with a contractor or, or the town. Maybe we can tell them, give them some of our experience to help them through that situation. Uh, sometimes people will stick their head in the sand. If they do, we build onto our documents a default interest rate minimum of 18%. So there's a penalty if they end up going into default past 30 days. And that extra 18% will be what you could earn up to when the loan is in default, when the loan finally pays off. You can also earn late fees and loan modification fees as part of helping people in their time of distress. Lastly, you always have to consider that I would never lend on a property that I would not want to foreclose on. And you can foreclose on the property if they didn't pay you and they stick their head in the sand. And when the property is properly foreclosed on, you would get the property back if there was no other bidders at the sale, and then you could sell that asset. And usually you're gonna sell it for what is what you were owed or more. Let's go over some other frequently asked questions that I hear about. Dan, are there any costs with lending my money? Well, there are the wire fees to wire the money to the title company if your account bank charges you wire fees. Some people get those waived. And then FCI charges a $20 monthly servicing fee. So that $20 is, is a very small price to pay for the great service that a third-party servicer does for you, which is what I told you earlier. Electronically move your money into your account, give you an accounting of it, you can get it online, and then they'll issue the 1099s and proper tax documents at the end of the year. The next question you might be asking is, well, how much could I invest, Dan? Um, the minimum that we like to start with is about $30,000, and most of our loans are under two fifty. So if you can fund a loan for up to $250,000, great. If you want to, you could wait till a deal comes along that has the dollar amount that you are willing to allocate towards private lending, whether that's 50, 100, whatever the number is. And last but not least, I want to emphasize that we do not offer a mortgage pool. We do not blend your money with other people's money uh, and put it into a fund or a pool. Each one of these loans 
If you close a $100,000 loan in your name or your corporation, that's how it will, be, it will be recorded down at the recorder's office into the loan servicing setup, and that's how you would get paid, and that's how the accounting would be done on an annual basis. What happens if, to my investment, or some people might be asking, what happens to your investment if Dan retires or moves away? Well, you own these documents 100%. They're in your name, they're not in our name. So nothing really happens um, other than, you know, if we didn't communicate anymore. But that, most of my investors have been with me for a very long time, and I would like for you to stay with me a long time, as long as we're both mutually benefiting from this relationship. Um, when the property is paid off or refinanced or sold, you'll receive your investment money back at that time. So let's go over the golden rules. The number one golden rule in private lending for me and for many smart people that I associate with is to never lend more than 65% of the value of a property and oftentimes less. Let me give you an example. If a property is worth $100,000, and I say don't lend more than 65%, you might think, okay, then I can lend 65,000 out of 100. There's another rule I have on top of the golden rule, which is that we have to have a minimum equity buffer of $50,000. So I want to have a $50,000 buffer. So in this case, if the property is worth $100,000, my maximum loan amount would be $50,000. And oftentimes we lend less than 65 or 50% loan to value because people have bruised credit, right? Maybe their credit's a 580 or a 540. So in that case, I might only lend them 40 or 45% loan to value. And I would ask you to use these golden rules in your underwriting decisions in the future. So let's talk about how much money you can earn, right? I've been going through all this about why this is so great to be a private lender, but let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Let's say, for instance, that you wanted to put $100,000 to work. If that money's sitting in the bank, you're going to earn less than 1%. So at the end of the year, you're lucky if you've made $1,000. If I can show you how to charge a real estate investor 8%, you would earn $667 a month or $8,000 a year. So that's a $7,000 plus that you could earn parking your money in a safe and secured real estate or trustee loan. And then if you have more money, you can just keep doing that. And if you end up with customers with lower FICO scores, then maybe you charge 10% or 11%. So now you're making nine, dollars $11,000 a year on that same $100,000. Okay, so we went over the example. If you had more money, if you had more money to invest, like three, four, five hundred thousand, then just multiply that by eight, nine, ten percent, and you could figure out what your potential earnings could be over a twelve-month period investing in private mortgages and trust deeds. Basically, what I'm teaching you is what the banks are doing with your money. You're putting the money in the bank, they're giving you almost nothing, and then they're lending it out on car loans, home equity loans, mortgages, business loans. So you're cutting out the middleman. You're cutting out the bank because you are becoming the bank. So what's the next step? I hope I 
gave you some uh, thing to think about, about becoming a private lender. I hope you have some questions. Maybe you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. Um, I'd love to set up a Zoom call or a, a conference call. And I'd love to answer any questions you have. I'd like to show you our history of doing this very successfully and answer all the questions that might be in your brain. So if you're interested, you can give us a call at 312-938-0492. Uh, Ask for Daniel Wynn. Or you can email me at dan at plgus.com. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I look forward to sharing more information with you in the future. Have a great day.